What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to another Blazing Defender Report. Now, hell no, we don't do it like that. You know how we get down here, people. It is the Blazing Defender Report, episode 82. Thank you guys for showing up. I want to thank the chat. The chat is already rocking and rolling. I love it. Welcome. It is Tuesday. I know Monday is supposed to be recording day. I know I've already had people hit me up. Thought Friday was the day. Well, no, last episode, I said Monday's was going to be the new day. Friday's just was not working out for anyone, I don't think. Not even me. Uh, I worked at the firehouse last night, so we'll not be recording on the nights I'm at the firehouse. It just doesn't go well. So uh, the nights I'm at the firehouse, it'll be Tuesday. But if you go to the Blazing Defender Facebook page, you will see a schedule of uh, upcoming events. And that it's, it's on there. Today's show was actually on there. So uh, that's for you guys because I love you. All right. So we're going to get on with the show really, really quick, really, really fast. A little bit of housekeeping. Guys, Collector Zone Cantina on Facebook. A fantastic Facebook page for collectors. Funko Pop, Mezco, Sideshow, Collector Zone. Get discounts. Talk to the people that actually run the business. If you have an issue, you can talk to those people. You know what? Just really fast, I have to say this. Because me and my wife, we're huge customer service people. I will pay more for a product if I get great customer service. Cracked my, I cracked my screen on my iPhone. I have the insurance. I went to Best Buy. They're telling me all this shit. I had to have an appointment. I go do the appointment. Oh, the Apple representative is being induced today. We don't have anybody here till 3 o'clock. Well, why the fuck didn't you tell me that? You gave me five emails saying my appointment was today at this time at 11. And now people just don't get induced on whims. All right, they have that shit scheduled. It takes like a fucking doctor and it's like a serious procedure and all that shit. So you knew she wasn't going to be there. So then I make another appointment, go back. The dude's like, ooh, man, you know, you're going to have to send your phone off for five days. You should just take it to Apple. They can do it in 30 minutes. (laughs) I wanted to fucking strangle this kid. It wasn't this kid's fault, but why the hell didn't somebody tell me the two previous times I'd been there? Bottom line is customer service. And you know what? I was so pissed off I wanted to yell at somebody. I really couldn't even find anybody else to. Like, I wanted to make call corporate and like say, look, man, y'all wasted two days, two mornings of mine when I could have just went to Apple. Why didn't you why didn't anybody tell me that? There's nowhere to really do that. My point being, collector's own canteen, if you have an issue, you can talk to the people that run the business right there inside the canteen. They're very very active with the members. So fantastic. They've been with me for a while now. So guys, they're blowing up and I, I hope they take me with them. Another 
Uh, if you're in the Louisville area, the only comic shop to go to, guys, is the Zone Comic and Toy Shop here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it is a fantastic, gorgeous shop. If you're looking for classic toys, classic comic books, new stuff, t-shirts, if you see something in a magazine you want it ordered, Dan and the guys at the Zone Comic Shop can do that for you. And on another note, Dan also is uh, dipping his little weenie in the graphic novel area. And hes I've already posted the trailer. The, the trailer looks really, really good. I'm really, really interested in reading this. And maybe Dan will give me an advanced copy or something that I can read to let you guys know what it's more about but it looks very very interesting uh the art looks good the story the premise looks really really cool guys you know I'm all about that so uh more on that as it comes Dan give me a fucking copy of that shit all right guys uh, Jason you're making a run man be careful Jason is a little firefighter also and he's making a run so we're all in the chat and everybody watching Make sure Jason and them stay safe. Okay, um, really quick, we're going to talk about this Captain Marvel trailer because I've caught some shit, imagine that, about what I said about the Captain Marvel trailer. Guys, I don't hate Captain Marvel. Uh, I really want to like it. And I was, just like you, super stoked, super excited to see the trailer. And then I seen it. And then it was kind of like, you know, you take the fat girl home from the club and it's that next morning where you're like, you're kind of disgusted with yourself. Well, it's not that bad. But it, I, I was left wanting. Let's put it that way. So then this controversy sparks and then somehow I got wrapped up into it with my listeners about uh, her smiling. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh man. Can you guys still see me? I don't think you can. Nope, you can't. All right. I had to pause you, Mike. Uh, my computer just crashed. So, stand by. Hey, Mike. That was me, man. Uh, electricity went off and then came back on. So, I had to, re had to restart the live feed. But we're starting again. Okay. Captain Marvel Controversy. Okay, Captain Marvel controversy. All right. Somehow I got wrapped up into this shit. Okay? A, I liked Captain Marvel. Just to rehash. A, I liked Captain Marvel. B, I was a little disappointed in the trailer. So then when this thing came up, uh, the internet went crazy about how she's not smiling in any of the frames in the trailer. I got wrapped up into that. I didn't give a shit. And I actually... If you guys remember the the image that I showed, I'm a Brie Larson fan, dude. I think she's smoking hot. And, like, I, look at that smile. I mean, are you kidding me? That's, like, it's her favorite thing. I mean, that's my favorite thing about her is her smile. So when people were bitching about her not smiling, I was not one of those people. Um, the only thing that I said was, and this is going to sound weird coming from a fan of hers, it was her acting. And the, the one image that keeps coming back to me is, or the one line, 
when she's she's talking to somebody, I think it's her friend, the the the, the black girl that's the also the fighter pilot. I believe she's talking to her, but she's kind of off the off the edge off the edge of the screen. She says, "I'm not who you think I am," and it's the way she says it. It's like, oh God. You're so cute and you're so sweet. You're not going to be able to pull this off. Captain Marvel is a badass fighter pilot. I mean, she's obviously a woman who has uh, elevated herself in a, in a male-dominated field. She's going to be like, she's not going to say it like that. I don't know, man. That's the problem that I had with her in that trailer. It was not she didn't smile enough. Uh, now, I hope she does smile a little bit because, again, I think she's very attractive and she has a gorgeous smile. So, I don't understand, like, I don't understand why the internet went crazy with that. With, oh my God, she's not smiling enough. This is bullshit. What do you mean, dude? She's not going to smile a lot. She's she's badass chick. Badass chicks don't smile a whole lot unless they get her whoop your ass. So, anyway, don't rope me in with those goofs. I'm goofy enough as it is. I'll say enough goofy shit, but it is not that Brie Larson did not smile enough. I just, I had a problem with her in the trailer and some of the scenes she was acting in, and I'm just not feeling this movie as much as I was, if that makes any sense at all. Okay, moving on uh, to a movie that's about to come out this week. I wasn't excited for it. Now I kind of am. It is Venom. Um, yeah, Tom Hardy is like one of my favorite actors of all time. He's amazing. I love him. Uh, I have a man crush. Uh, yes, Kurt, but Scrolls. Right, yeah. No, I, I think, just going back to Captain Marvel just for a split second, I believe Captain Marvel has a ton of potential. Okay, oh, and before I get to Venom, I need to go back to Captain Marvel for, for just a hot second. I don't even know why I say that. I hate it when other people say hot second. Like, ah, hold on. A hot second, bruh. I want to punch in your mouth. I don't like that. I don't even know why I said it. I wish someone was here to hit me right now because that was fucking stupid. Anyway, going back to Car Captain Marvel for a second. Maybe a hot second. Um... A guy that watches the show quite frequently, he and he's he's all about Captain Marvel right now. Like she could do no wrong. The trailer could have looked more like Green Lantern than it did. <laughs> Let's be honest, you all. It looked a lot like fucking Green Lantern. I know it won't be Green Lantern because Marvel's doing it, but it looked a lot like Green Lantern. I'm just hey man, this is what I do on the show, dude. Spade to spade. That shit looked like Green Lantern. So, uh, he's, it could be exactly like Green, Green Lantern, but he's all about Miss, Captain Marvel. And he's talking about how she's going to lead the Avengers after Avengers 4 and all this shit. And I'm like, okay, that would be awful. That's an awful idea. And he's like, why? You know, you know Cap's going to die. And I'm like, look, I know Cap's probably gone too. All right. But Captain Marvel, they've already said Captain Marvel can move planets they already said that she is the strongest avenger okay I, I i still i still have to see how she's stronger than thor but hey they could do that okay i feel like there's some retcon coming here pretty soon but anyway if she leads the avengers why would she need hawkeye 
Why would she need Black Widow? Hmm. Why would she need fucking Iron Man? Why would she need Bucky as Cap? She don't need any of those people. She can move fucking planets. That would be an awful idea. After Captain Marvel, after Avengers 4, she, her ass needs to go back to space until the next movie. Okay? If, if they're going to put her on this type of power level in the MCU, it's really going to knock out the balance of the Avengers films. They're, every Avengers movie from here on out, they're going to have to fight Thanos uh, caliber villains. Galactus caliber villains. Ooh, that would be a good one. Um, I mean, she's just uber powerful. I'm not saying they couldn't do it. I just don't think it's a good idea going forward. That was all I said. Not saying that she can't be a fantastic leader going forward. I just, I don't, I don't know if I would like that direction that the movie's going. Okay. Now we're off Marvel for good. I promise. No more Marvel. Uh, Venom. Tom Hardy's Venom. I uh, talked about it the last show. It seemed like you guys were a little bit more excited about it than I was, which kind of got me excited about it. So now the internet, yeah, the fucking interwebs. See what I did there? The interwebs. Um, they are now chiming in. Some people have seen Venom, and this is what they're saying. Um, okay. Brandon Davis on Twitter said, Action sequences and, Ven- and Eddie and Venom's our relationship are the highlights of Venom. But if Sony wants to move forward with the universe, it needs to just keep a few parts that work and scrap the portion that doesn't. No shit, uh, Brandon. Thanks a lot for your fucking insight. A, Sony really don't have much of the universe going forward because Marvel's going to absorb it all because they bought them. There you go. Um, okay. This uh, Mike Ryan says, I'm fascinated with Venom. The cast seems to know they're all in a dark superhero movie except Tom Hardy, who is basically remaking Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. I kind of loved watching this movie in a Rocky Horror type of way. At one point, Tom Hardy and Venom make out. Spoiler alert, buddy. Yeah, that sounds fucking weird. This dude says, this is Daniel R. Uh Uh-oh, Daniel R. Um, Venom is Catwoman level bad with Tom Hardy's worst performance since This Means War. Don't see that movie. Don't see This Means War either because that movie was fucking awful. Um, Alright, the Moth Meg at New York, it's not a complete disaster. At least I was never mad watching it, but it is an excruciating surreal experience. The, the humor, the story beats, everything right down the Eminem theme song feels like it emerged with a Kimmy Schmidt style from a sealed off early Zero Bunker. What the fuck? Yeah, I didn't proofread any of these, did I? Um, okay, Venom wasn't as bad as everyone was saying it was going to be. Tom Hardy is and always will be a great actor. I laughed a lot, but I'm not sure whether it was it was supposed to be intentional or not. Post-credit scene is on fire. And with that, I'll end the Twitter uh, feeds because... Here, I'll say I'll, I'll, this one more. But there are two post-credit scenes in Venom, so make sure you don't leave. Not saying you would, I'm just saying there are two. Uh, significant chunks of Venom don't work at all. And there are some serious... and But there is some serious charm to the Eddie-Venom relationship. 
Not sure I had the intended reactions to some scenes, but fun is fun, even when it's totally ridiculous, right? It's too bad they didn't go for R rating, though. I like that. I like that review. It sounds like some shit I would say. Um, I'm very, I, I'm, I'm curious on on this movie. I think it can go really, really bad or really, really good. But from what the internet is saying as of today or last night, it's lukewarm. Am I right? It's kind of lukewarm. Uh, let's see. Uh, embargo on reviews until the closer release. Yeah, and, and you know, I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Kurt makes a great point. Uh, they've put these embargoes. Like Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think they can even release their reviews until the day of opening or maybe the day before, which would be Thursday uh, which actually kind of opens Thursday night. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's Thursday that they'll be able to, Rotten Tomatoes will come out. Um, but yeah, I went to Rotten Tomatoes. There's nothing on there. So that's the reason I was kind of looking at some Twitter stuff just to see what people were already saying. And honestly, I'm not too shocked by it. Like this is kind of what you expect from Sony, right? Yeah, that kind of sucks. But maybe going forward, uh, maybe let's just we'll keep our fingers crossed, okay? Uh, I think Venom looks great. I'm really excited for Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Please bring like maybe Carnage is going to be in future movies. We all want to see that, right? Uh, but the Symbiote Five or the Lethal Five or whatever they're calling the five symbiotes that looks like Eddie's going to fight. Um, I think it's a great idea. So hopefully there's a lot of action. It looks like there will be. So. Let's just keep our let's just keep our fingers crossed with Venom. Um, I've been getting uh, from the last show several people have what the fuck? All oh, my images are jacked up. Ugh. All right, let's see if I can fix it real quick. All right. Oh, hehehe. <laughs> genius. I'm a genius. All right. Okay. Let's get that thing moved over. Um, all right. Iron Fist. Um, you guys know that if I could kick Ben Jones in the balls, I would, because maybe they would explode and he couldn't have been in Iron Fist 2. Um, and they would have to recast. Well, uh, I wasn't even going to watch this. I fucking, I'm so disenchanted with the Netflix shows right now. I didn't even, I didn't even finish Jessica Jones season two. I didn't watch one episode of Luke Cage because man Michael Coulter you looked apart but you are awful um as Luke Cage you're not my Luke Cage let's put it that way and Ben Jones is not my iron fist so a couple people that I respect their opinions were like hey man you need to watch Iron Fist it's not awful and I'm like yeah okay so, I think the last show, I was I had watched three episodes. I'm in episode eight right now. Still not hating it. Like, there's a lot of things they've done with the mythos that I dig. Um, I really love how they implemented the mask this season. Not this mask that he's particularly wearing here, but the, the over-the-eyes-and-nose mask from Kunlun. Um, Kunlun, whatever. So... But I, I have heard through the grapevine that I'm going to hate the, the, the last episode. Now, that remains to be seen. I'm not there yet. Um, but I really, the, the, the highlight of this season for me is Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary is holy shit. 
She's nothing like she was in the comic books, but they have adapted her for this type of medium, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, ex-Special Forces, Black Ops chick that has multiple personalities, or at least two personalities we know of, uh, and she's pretty fucking badass, right? I mean, even though she drugged Danny, that was a hell of a fight. Um, my problem is with Colleen Wing. And it ain't how she looks, because she is amazing. She is a fucking house fire. That's how hot she is. But she was this badass chick in the first episode. And I know she's hung her katana up, but she could still fight, right? She was getting taken out by low-level minions. She had to be saved by the White Tigers chick that's running the White Tigers. This old lady had to save her uh, from this low-level guy that basically put Colleen on her back. What the fuck is that about? So then I watched this episode where she's fighting the Crane sisters, and she's holding her own against two of them. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, you lost it. You just, did you just get it back? Uh, so the, the inconsistencies there, I haven't liked, but the fight scenes are tons better. Uh, I'm really glad they brought Misty Knight into the mix, which uh, I just, I kind of don't know why they did that. Like just to bring Misty Knight back for Heroes of Hire, for Heroes for Hire. Um, cause she's not doing any cop work at all. Like she's not arresting anybody. She's not calling the feds. She's not investigating crime scenes. Now I get it. She's saying that she doesn't want to bog this down in red tape and all that. So maybe we're getting the future look at heroes for hire. And maybe she doesn't take the captain's promotion. Like she said, she's probably going to do. So, um, but there's a lot to like in Iron Fist Season 2 so far. Um, I really wish this had been the first season. I didn't have that fucking ass taste in my mouth from the first season. Uh, and Ben Jones, he's, he's, he's really kind of becoming Danny Rand, I think, in this series. He's really trying to do the right thing. He's still a little bit gullible, a little bit naive. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really digging it and, uh, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Let's put it that way. So, okay. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about guys is this was something that me just kind of doing some, uh, research for the show. I was like, Oh my God, what is this? This looks fucking amazing. All right. I loved, absolutely loved the Hellboy movies. Um, I know some people didn't. I wasn't real familiar with uh, Mike McGola's Hellboy in the comic books. I just know he looked cool. And I thought the cast was really, really, really cool. So, and then, so I knew they were doing a new one uh, with a different director. Uh, Ron Perlman is not Hellboy. They've got a, a new guy playing Hellboy. I forget his name. And we still don't know a lot about this movie yet. And uh, it's April 12th. This is the movie poster. Now, what is significant about this, other than just looking badass? He is actually the son of Satan. Am I right? You guys, please correct me in the chat if I'm wrong on this. And as he grows his horns out, he uh, his connection to hell becomes greater. And I think he kind of maybe starts to lose his humanity a little bit as his horns grow out. 
So that's the reason Hellboy, is, his horns are always shaved down. Now, here in this, you see his horns fully grown out. And it says at the bottom, legendary as fuck. So, is are we seeing Hellboy finally meet with meet up with his destiny? I don't know, but it, the the poster looks fantastic. Uh, I'm hyped. You know, it's 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 little things like this can really get you excited about a movie that you really don't know that much about. Uh, yes, and Jason Jones said Del Toro's a cinematic god. To me, he has uh, been hit or miss. What he has done really well has been really good, but he has missed on some things for me. Uh, but Hellboy was not not it. Uh, yeah, the guy from Stranger Things, the fat cop. Yes, the fat cop, which you see none of that in this. Like, this is a really fantastic image that uh, this is all you need to do, guys. This is all you need to do to get people excited about shit. Uh, but yeah, it looks really, really good. I'm really excited for it. And uh, more more to come. We don't know a lot about it. So there, there'll be more to come. It comes out in April. So right around the corner. Alright guys, it's comic book time. Uh, man, I guess when the power cut out, it fucked my images up. But I'm straightening them up as we go. It's not a, not a big deal. Okay. Alright guys, comic book time. Now, I know a lot of you guys in the chat are X-Men fans. And fucking right i grew up with the x-men man like those were the comic books my dad was reading me like that's the reason wolverine is still to this day one of my favorite characters because my dad used to read old claremont x-men to me so uh when i seen this there was a big event on the horizon for the x-men uh and even says it says the x-men epic event starts here now this is issue one i'm going to be talking about issues one through three Okay, um, so basically what we have is uh, a, a villain, a time-traveling villain named Ahab has came back with his hounds. He has, uh, he's trying to take the original X-Men. Now, if you haven't been reading X-Men comics, it's okay, but the original X-Men were brought back into the future by the Beast because he thought if the older X-Men, the present day X-Men, had could see themselves now, then they would change, like, okay, see how time travel gets, time travel fuck you up, the original X-Men were supposed to see how they turned out, and then didn't do that, like, when they sent them back to the past, which they ain't done yet, it's kind of getting messy, because some of them don't want to go back now, but hopefully when they went back into the past, they wouldn't become their future selves, okay? So this villain Ahab is trying to capture these original X-Men. Why? We don't know yet, okay? But there's another player on the field, okay? And he's a guy that's taking people out. And I'm going to give you a spoiler alert real quick. Cable gets killed. Yes, Cable gets killed. Like, this dude is talking mad shit to Cable and puts one in his dome. Now, you're going to go, spoiler alert, motherfucker. As you see, it's going to work out. Okay? As you see, as you read the story, it's going to work out. 
this has been uh, a really good three issues. Like, I'm very excited for it. And it is, uh, is it Bryson? Yes, it's Ed Bryson and Pepe Larraz. Uh Okay, I just like saying that name. It's so cool. Uh, I think I have, okay, yeah, I got some pages to show you. Yeah, baby. Now they're all messed up. Oh, my God, it pisses me off. All right, hold on. Let me straighten up this page real quick. I'm just trying to get it in a box. Blow it up. There we go. All right. This is this is a great uh, look. Now, Ahab's ability is he's he has to plant implant these psychic seeds. But once he gets a hold of you, a hold of your mind, you become a hound and supposedly for life. Now, how did he get these psychic seeds? I don't want to tell you that because that is a really, really cool spoiler in this story. Something that happens in issue one. Okay? And you're like, oh, you little fuckers. I won't say any more than that. Okay? But here, Shatterstar has become a hound. And he's fucking up the rest of the X-Men that are in the Blackbird. The X-Force that is in the Blackbird. Okay? And uh, this is actually from issue three. And Cannonball's like, enough of this shit. And blasts him out of the Blackbird. It looks fantastic. Uh, it's beautiful, beautiful artwork by Laraz. And let's see. And another fucked up image I got to straighten up. Oh, I fucking hate technology. Okay, here we go. I'm just straightening it up. All right. Now, this is the last page of issue three. Okay. This is X-Force. And as you'll see... That is young Jean Grey with them. And Domino, I love fucking Domino, man. Domino's so badass. But Domino, uh, the person that gets killed, Domino had a very personal interest in this person. So she's out for fucking blood. Like, she's like, we're not bringing this dude in for justice. So if you need to get right with that, or we can fucking drop you off at an Avengers mansion. That's exactly what she says. It's kind of cool. And young Jean Grey's like, are we are we going or not? Like, she's down. So, now you have to remember, Cable is Jean and Scott's son. Yes, son. So, they basically kill their future son, this, this, this guy does. And his head is right here. His head is at the bottom of the page. Now... You're gonna shit your pants when you find out who this who this is. Uh, so it's man, this has been a fantastic ride. I've been wanting a great X Men book for a long time. So uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. So this this has been a lot a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah, I see you, Kurt, man. All right, buddy. Take uh, um, I'm gonna check your Twitch out, man. Very very soon. Okay, so, yeah, this was very good. What did I give it? Oh, an 8.5. I give all three issues an 8.5. For three-issue run that's been coming out once a week, that's really, really good for me. So, X-Men Extinction, a, a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic book. Okay, uh, let me do... Okay, we're going to do Doomsday Clock. Okay, because I really don't have any images for Doomsday Clock. So, um, all right. Now, guys, you know, if you've been watching this show, uh, I love Doomsday Clock. So, not Gene's son, 
Madeline Pryor. So wait a minute. So who is all right? Hold on. We're going back. We're going back to ex, ex, uh, extermination real quick. Uh, so what do you mean? Uh, Jason Jones says no. It's Gene's son. So it's not Scott and Gene's son. That's what I said, right? And that wasn't Madeline Pryor uh, in the in the beginning. That was Gene. That was young Gene. So. Madeline is actually be, had been become she had actually been one of Ahab's hounds and it escaped him. So that was young Gene uh, in that and that um, Cable is Scott and Gene's son from yeah right yeah I believe that's right Jason. Tell Danny the tell Dan the man of his own I need this extinction. Yeah, Dan, if Dan's still in the chat, Dan, there you go, buddy. Yeah, Jason, you're gonna love it. You're gonna you're gonna love you're gonna love uh, extermin. It's extermination. I said it was extinction. I, I apologize. It's extermination. Um, yeah, extermination. There you go. Um, but yeah. So all right. Anyway, on the Doomsday Clock. You know I love Doomsday Clock. This is Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. This this right here is showing the Green Lantern lantern, uh, but it's. From the classic era, not Kyle Ratner's, uh, Kyle, Kyle Ratner, or uh, I'm sorry, um, not Jonathan Stewart's Green Lantern Lantern, okay? Um, this is a classic one. I'm not even going to get in, into the weeds, because you can really get into the weeds of Doomsday Clock. This is what I'll say is, it is a fantastic story. If you're familiar with The Watchmen, and I know some of you are, then you're going to love, love this book. Uh, and this is the big moment that we've been waiting for. This is issue seven. This is a 12-issue run. This is the big moment that we've been waiting for. And uh, Vite and Warshak and Batman and all these people have been... Vite had come to this universe to find Dr. Manhattan. This is where Dr. Manhattan had went. Um, how he tracks Dr. Manhattan with his cat is pretty cool. Uh, if you're familiar with the cat from the from the Watchmen series, when Dr. Manhattan blew the cat up, uh, that plays into this. This is a very, very smart story. And you still have got, uh, down here you've got the uh, uh, marionette and the mime. Rorschach, Vite, and I can't see who that is. Maybe Batman. Uh, or no, yeah. So, but here's Dr. Manhattan. He's finally shown up. He's kind of given us a reason why he's there. Um, and it's all leads to Superman. Okay? So, basically, Dr. Manhattan can see into the future and Superman is one of the last things he sees. But he doesn't know, does this guy kill me? Or do I kill him and in doing so destroy this world? He basically come to this DC Universe, but they call it Earth Prime, is because his world was so fucked up and doomed. So now Vite has kind of rekindled his idea of making a utopia here kind of like he tried to do on his world and fucked it all up 
So there's a lot of moving parts in this, but we're eventually going to get this showdown between Superman and Dr. Manhattan. Basically two gods going at it. And I've seen a lot of stuff online to where people are speculating who could win. So, um, obviously they're going to come to some kind of terms, right? Like, I don't think either one of them could destroy the other one. I don't know. Dr. Manhattan's pretty fucking badass. But this has been a great series. Um, I give it a, uh, I give it a nine. It's, it's, it satisfies week in, week out. The art is fantastic, as you can see. Uh, Marionette and Mom are two of the best new villains of the year. They're funny. They're crazy as fuck. What I, this is what I don't like about Doomsday Clock. Uh, I'm a Batman fan. And Batman is getting kind of clowned. And actually, Dr. Manhattan tells Batman he is the cornerstone for what's wrong in the DC Universe right now. Yeah. So, what the fuck does he mean by that? Now, which is, it's, it's funny because it basically puts Batman in the center of everything. So, how is that going to play out? Like, why is it Superman? Why is he going after Superman? Why not Batman? Batman's the corner of everything, cornerstone of everything that's gone wrong. So, it's very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, there's still some questions to be, a lot of questions still to be answered. But this is a fantastic story. It has kept me on my seat. And it just, it, it, every issue gives me uh, payoff pay at the end. So, and this issue is no different. So, I'll give this issue a nine. There's been a lot of nines uh, in Doomsday Clock. Now, speaking of what's going wrong in the DC Universe, Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis uh, has, if, if you've been watching anything online, people have been talking about Heroes in Crisis. Uh, there's a lot of people highly upset with this. Um, a lot of people don't like the direction that the first issue took. And let me just say this. It's Tom King and Clay Mann. Beautiful, beautiful artwork, as you can see here. And I've got other images to show you. Um, and Tom King. Tom King, to me, is one of the best the best writers in comic books right now. Like, if you watch this show, you know I'm all about some fucking Tom King. So, in saying that, they've taken a lot of shit for this issue. And this is kind of why. Now... I'm going to tell you what I liked about this issue, and then I'm going to tell you about what I felt was wrong about this issue. Because uh, that's kind of what I do, right? Oh, yeah, I want to show you all this. Look at this fucking variant cover. This variant cover, man. I'm not a Harley Quinn fan, but this is beautiful. Look at this artwork. It's like a fucking gorgeous painting. It's Harley beaten and bloodied. Wearing Booster Gold's visor? <gasps> what is that about? Well, let me tell you. This is one... This is... I love battles. I love fight scenes. And I like it when there's a clear-cut winner. Um, so, we've got a fight scene. A good one. Between Harley and Booster. And if I can fucking get the image. I'm trying to set the image up. All right, fuck it. I'm just going to give it to you. It's off-centered and it drives me nuts. But, okay. 
Booster is sitting down at a at a at a cafe, eating eating a pie or some shit. Here comes Harley, and even the 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 waitress is like, "Oh, we don't get many folks like you in here." Uh, and he's like, "What do you mean? What kind of folks?" And she said, "Heroes." So then Harley comes in, and she's like, "Oh, there's another one of you." And he was like, "Another one of who?" And she said, "Heroes." And he was like, "That ain't a hero." So basically, she sits down beside him, and she starts eating some pie, talking about. She quotes this uh, verse out of a book about how basically, if you dance too close with the devil, you don't come out unscathed. And she's like, I danced with the devil. I think I came out pretty scathed. And she's got that fucking crazy look on her face. Well, there ensues the battle. So there's a huge fight scene. Basically, the whole issue is a fight scene between Harley and Booster. And I'm really kind of surprised Booster gets his ass kicked. And and, uh, the only thing I could think of is Booster was really trying not to hurt her. But after she stabs him, I mean, like, she does this thing where she's like, oh, Booster had a farm. Stabby, 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 oh. I mean, like, she's nuts. And she's fucking stabbing him. Like, I'd be like, all right, bitch, fucking gloves are off. I'm going to kick your ass. She's done stabbed me four times. It's on. So they're fighting. What are they fighting about? Okay. Um, there is a, well, I'll just call it a sanctuary that they call Sanctuary. For heroes uh, to help them with PTSD, with with any of these issues, these problems that they may have. So, um, I've never heard of it before. I believe it's a new concept. Well, something has went very, very wrong at Sanctuary. Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman have taken off for it. Superman arrives on the scene first. Imagine that. And he finds a litany of superheroes dead. As you can see here, you know, this is a great shot of him using his, his, his magnified vision to see the dead bodies all in the yard of Sanctuary. Okay, now, from what we gather, um, Sanctuary is, a, a, again, a facility to treat heroes with post-traumatic stress uh, syndrome and they are Kryptonian robots and as you can see here they're all fucking tore up okay and even you know this is weighing heavily on Superman which it's going to weigh heavily on every hero maybe other than Batman but uh, and then it says the puddlers are all dead and there's a scene where they talk about what the puddlers like Puddlers is a term that they use for people that hammer out damage and like metal and shit. I've never heard that term used before. So I don't know exactly what that means. But um, now this is what got the internet. Do I have it here? Okay, I don't. Um, And I don't want to spoil it, but there are two major heroes that die in this issue. Okay. Um... So, uh, I don't even want to tell you the one, but I will say this. I don't want to spoil it, uh, but it's very anticlimactic. It's like you turn a page, he's laying there, him and the other guy are laying there dead, and Superman says their names and confirmed. 
Like they're they're dead. Okay, connection is successful. All right, it said I was disconnected for a minute with OBS. I see my face froze on the screen. I'm waiting to come back, and I'm back. Okay, um, so this is what got the internet really, really upset was this one character just came back. And I will say this, for guys that watch the show, the issue that this guy came back, I gave a perfect 10 uh, it was Rebirth Zero. I didn't know a lot about this character, and this was just an amazing work of art and writing, and it was beautifully done, and it made me care about this character, and I think that's the reason a lot of people are upset, because it made everybody care about this character, and he just came back, goddammit, and you kill him, and we don't even know how he died. Like, it was, like, again, very, it wasn't a, Negan bashing in the fucking head where your eye socket pops out. It was very anticlimactic. Like, there's no fanfare. Okay? So, uh, and I have another image. Okay, and this is the image here. This is after they've beaten each other damn near to death. Harley and, and Booster are sitting there talking. And basically, like, what the fuck is going on? And Booster is blaming Harley for what happened at Sanctuary. And Harley's like, oh no, Puddin, it was you who lost it. So not only do you have this mass murder of heroes, but it looks like a fan favorite, Booster Gold, killed them all. Yeah. So what the hell happened? Now, Booster's a time traveler. I'm not even going to speculate on what the fuck could happen here because uh, it's crazy. Uh, but again, a lot of people are upset because, you know, DC's going back to a dark, gritty storyline. Hey, man, I know some people don't dig that shit. They didn't like it in the Batman vs. Superman movie. They didn't like it in Man of Steel. I like it. I like a dark and gritty world for my heroes. Um, even ones like Superman. Because if you don't have the dark, then you can't have the light and vice versa. So I believe dark, gritty, nasty storylines like this allow heroes, true heroes, to shine brighter at the end. And that's what they're supposed to fucking do, right? So why everybody's all pissed off at Tom King, I will say this. You may not like this issue, and that's fine. You don't have to. Tom King is a master storyteller. He's gonna he's gonna give us an event truly worthy. He's gonna give these heroes that have died a truly worthy story to die in. I guarantee that. I promise you. Um, so yeah, Tony says before the destruction of the old six one six. Yes, after the reset of the multiverse, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Booster's a time traveler, so is this what he's going to do? Is he going back in time and try to fix things? We know Booster likes to do that, but we also know when Booster tries to fix things, he really fucks them up even worse. So, and with Tom King's writing style, if you think this is the worst issue, you ain't seen shit yet. And I will be totally disappointed if this is the most shocking issue of this event. Uh... Excellent. 
That's excellent. Uh, why am I not reading Justice League Dark? I can't afford to read everything. That's why. Uh, a lot of this stuff, some of the stuff I read online, but there's so much stuff to read. I've got a guy that's supposed to be on the show who I bought his graphic novel, Dragon Con. I haven't read it yet. I have another friend who has a six pay or six chapter novel that he just wrote that he's trying to get made into a graphic novel. I haven't read it yet. I just don't have time to read all of it. Uh, these are the things like these issues are the things that I really, really, really want to read. So, and it doesn't take me that long. Some of these other things are going to take take more time. And when I read stuff. Uh, especially like if I'm reading it for somebody, I like to make notes. I like to give them feedback other than, oh yeah, it was pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a cool, that was a cool uh, part of the story. I like to tell them like, yeah, man, this really worked. I was confused as fuck here. Why did he do this? You know? So I really try to give them good detailed feedback Instead of just the average shit. So it takes me longer to read things. And I'm not that fast of read or anything. Because I like to read everything very slow. And take in the panels. And see if there's an easter egg. Or if there's something that they're inferring to. Doomsday Clock. Man I have to read that like three times. Because there's so many images. That go back to the original a Watchmen graphic novel, it's crazy. Like, that's another, like, small thing about Doomsday Clock that if you're not an avid reader or comic reader or comic fan of this genre, you're not even going to get. But it's so fucking good, man. It's so cool to look at and see and, like, oh, yeah, man, that was from the first graphic novel. You know what I mean? So, uh, it just takes me a lot of time to read shit. Um... So, uh, yeah, man. So I give it, uh, I gave it a nine. Also, now I know you're saying, well, Doomsday Clock was a nine. I'm gonna give Heroes in Crisis my pick of the week only because it is uh, the beginning of an epic event, um, and the art is just gorgeous. The action is fantastic, and it's going to be a fantastic story that's going to change the DC universe going forward. So, yeah. So that's my pick of the week, guys. Guys, that's it. That's all I got. Um, thank you for sticking with me through the really, really shitty power, power failure, power surge, whatever the fuck I had. Uh, I got I got back on track as fast as I could. Um, and I will check out Justice League Dark. Uh, Dark Dark Justice League? Is that what it is? Or Justice League Dark? Third issue dropped and you should read it. Okay, I will. Uh, I believe you're saying that it's it leads into uh, he- Heroes in Crisis, so I would love to read that. Love to read that. Oh, and what I what? Yeah, somebody was like, "Well, what didn't you like about the issue?" I feel like I didn't. I've never heard of the Sanctuary before, and I really wish that it had been used in some type of other story. So there's a little bit more background on it instead of just dropping it in right here. Because I'm like, oh wow, I've never heard about this before. You know, it's a good idea. It's a cool concept, but I've never heard about it before. So what's the deal with it? So now you're just kind of figuring it out. And it's not a place where heroes get help. It's where heroes go to die, which is kind of the dichotomy of it all too, right? But uh, that was one of the, my, my kind of my criticisms of it was I'd never heard of this issue before. 
uh, or this place before. Now it's in this issue that means so much. So, but other than that, again, it's not a big deal. And trust me, I won't forget Sanctuary anytime soon after reading this issue. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Uh, guys, again, thank you for staying in the chat. Thanks for holding, hanging in there uh, during my technical difficulties, which I guess you're used to by now on me in this show. But, uh, hey, guys, check the shows out on iTunes. Go to the Facebook page. You can always watch back videos. Um, leave comments. Like them. Share them with people that like comic book stuff. The same stuff we love. And, guys, I always try to end the show and say if the, the world's nuts, if everybody would just treat people like they would want to be treated, it would just be a better place. Hold a door open for somebody. Say, excuse me. Don't cut somebody off in line. Uh, get out of somebody's way so they can get through unimpeded. I mean, just little bitty things like that that you would want somebody to do for you. The world is not just about you, man. It's about everybody that lives in it. We've all got to fucking get along. So don't be a dick. Don't be a Richard. <laughs> okay? So that's all I got, guys. Enjoy your Tuesday. I'll be back next Monday or this coming Monday uh, with all new BDR if there's something on the show that you would like me to talk about, shoot me an instant message. Hit me up on Facebook. I'm very accessible. Uh, let me know, and I'll shout you out on the show, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. So, and trust me, I like to have the content. So, guys, thanks again for watching. For that, Blazing Defenders out. Peace.